Kevin. Hi, I'm Jack. This is good company. Wait, that's all wrong. Can't help it. The girl can't help it. Can't help it. The girl can't help it. She walks by. The mean folks can't help it. Go on the road. Here we go. Oh. Record. Good morning. Control. Janet Jackson. Sure. <laughs> do you know the monologue for that? Can you do it? I control and I Five, tell four, three, two. Yeah, you know. It's that just, was a that was a big album for me. Yeah, you really liked it. Um yeah, we just learned that if you go the dog loses his little dog. Yeah, seven years, however however long I've had him. Kevin, I kinda pretended Kevin I was hissed, lighting his tail like it was a fuse and he freaked out. Kevin hissed at him and the dog got all bit out of shape about it. I was like, well, that's weird. That's a new way to mess with the poop. Funny. And uh Gee, it's twenty. It's five thirty, and it feels like it's been dark for four hours. I, know. Uh, I am. Brutal. I don't know whether it's the it's getting dark early. I had time of the year, but I am so effing tired. Yeah, I could if I didn't. It, there's not enough hours in the day. I can't get everything. Done. I can't get the stuff done. And I'm I'm you know I'm I'll go with any excuse. Yeah. So you know it's <laughs> yeah, like you, sure you know will. I'm tired. I don't want to do that. Well, whatever. But it's like. Yeah. You know, getting up for work and it's dark when I leave for work. Yeah, your work schedule is very demanding. You, you get up in the dark and you practically come home well, in the dark. Kind of, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And, uh, you know, and then I have to come home and I have to run the dog. And, <laughs> you know, he doesn't care if it's rain. He does no, not care. He's obsessed with that. But, uh, so, you know. Well, anyway, we, we finally have some good Bigfoot content for the first time in a long <gasps> dun, time. Dun, dun, dun. And, uh, yeah, I know, <laughs> the trumpeting horns. <laughs> But this one, and you uh, you were the one who hipped us to this. I think you heard about it, but somebody was saying, oh, this is the best Bigfoot movie and you know of all time or whatever. And I don't know if it's that, but it's pretty good, and you seem pretty pretty into it. And, um, you know, well, it's available on uh, Roku for free with ads. Roku? Roku where channel. Did I, I, it's on Prime Video. So is can, it on Prime now? Yeah, it's on okay. Prime. Okay, I watched well, it on Roku. I watched it because okay. it's new commercials if you watch it on Prime. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I sat through all those damn commercials I know, for nothing. Ding dong. <laughs> um, so the 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 thing about this one is, so many times when we watch them, the people are fanatical, mm -hmm. and they're they're they're. Before we get started with it, before we get into it, these people are not fanatical. You can tell they believe what they're talking about, and you can tell that it's of serious interest to them. But they're not. They're not like. I'm right. You're wrong. You're dumb. I'm. They're not doing any of that kind of stuff. They are, in my opinion, mm. they want to seek truth of. They want. They want proof, and they want truth. I. I. I, I there was a little of that, you know. Like, oh, I don't, there's you know, always but, the. There's but, but always for the most someone. part, it was fairly even-handed. But, but yeah. you want to tell them what it's called? It is called dun, 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 Hunting Bigfoot. And it came out in 2021. And it 2021. Made, how, much did, how much did it make at the box office? Uh, what was it? 24,000. 24,000. And uh, it's a, it's a that's not the point. Yeah, well, it's but an no, but film. that's, you know what, though? It it actually deserves. It actually, I think it's getting a pretty good. Uh, I think it's, it's getting got like a cult following. Kind yeah, of thing. so it's the the guy who did it is a you know a self filmmaker. Yeah, yeah it's or an independent documentarian film. or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Kevin, you were going to take here. We go. Well, always... it starts out in 2019, and we get sweeping shots of the Pacific Northwest. We're North Bend, Washington State. I'm sure Washington State is lovely. Anytime I see something shot in Washington State, it looks awful. Now, to me, I overcast. think it always looks cold. Uh, cold and overcast. It always, it always looks like it's raining. But we see a gentleman. He's standing about 20 yards offshore in a lake. 
and he's saying to the cameraman, are you ready? And he's like, yeah. And he, he gets up on like a submerged rock or whatever. And then he just dives in the water. That's the whole thing. And then, and then he gets a little cranky. He's cause he's a little short with the cameraman. I mean, we learned that this is an ongoing theme with the cameraman and this guy. So he does that. And right off the bat, we get a little audio with his daughter. To watch him come in and out of reality as his disease progressed was torture. It was really, really painful for not only myself, but others who knew him over the years. He went from this gentle giant to being this man that was unpredictable and to be feared and would talk about stuff that would blow your mind. I remember one night getting off the phone with him and just curling up in a ball crying because after a 45-minute conversation, he made no sense. It's March 4th. I'm sorry. It was March 4th, 2018. And we are following this man. His name is John Green. He's British. I thought he was South African. uh, No, he's English. No, Yeah, he's definitely English. We get a shit ton of footage of him with his yellow rain slicker in his backpack walking up and down the mountains and he's probably in his early mid 60s and he had his first sighting with the bigfoot april 17th 2009 well this is about uh this is about where i I first saw him and he was standing about over there it was sort of a neanderthal looking if i could describe it like that powerful about six foot because i later looked at that rock behind it this is when we hear him First, use the word primate. He doesn't call it Bigfoot. He calls him the primate. Yeah, he calls him primate. Always the primate. Now, he pulls out a Ziploc bag, and he's going to show the cameraman the sample of hair that he found, and he's opening it up. And this this happens time and time again in this documentary. He goes to produce something, and there's really nothing there. After the primate went down back through there, I came down here, went behind there, and I, I got this sample. Where is it? It's in there. Yes, it is. But this is only a tiny snippet. I've got the other stuff safe and sound. The test samples I sent out. Or he says, well, this is just part of it. The rest of it's... And sent off to laboratories. Or, yes, it's, yeah, it's safeguarded like, someplace Yeah, and, and, and so he, he holds the bag up and, and there's there's no hair in the bag. There's this thing we see with him as we watch the, the movie. If you have an answer for contradictory stuff, he just explains it away. He's always just... He's got a... You know, I mean, excuses... And also, if, the, if it, the camera guy, the guy filming this... Mm-hmm. Is is not that a confrontational with him? No, he's not. He's still pretty agreeable. Yeah, because like, oh, he wants okay. to get the film. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of a. But important, towards the end, that's yeah, kind of he's an not quite so because he is he John is kind of calling the shots when yeah. it comes to whether or not he's being filmed, what they're he's doing. Pretty blah, blah, demanding. Blah. Yes. Yeah. So we meet Ben Gutterson, who is an author of the Bigfoot Diaries. He lives there locally, and we hear him talk about people who get obsessed, <laughs> like John, with. Bigfoot hunting, and uh, he says they lose themselves to this obsession. Some of these people become actually pretty obsessive. They want a recurrence of the experience. They're actively hunting for and seeking out another sighting. And they will start to disregard their careers, their marriages, their their children, their hobbies. Uh, everything will get shunted to the side in pursuit of the second sighting of another time when they can see this mythical creature before them. 
some of these people, unfortunately, their lives can spiral out of control. Robert Michael Pyle is also an author, and he talks about people get this fever and they lose their lives to it. The guys that catch Bigfoot gold fever become lost to it. I think obsession has a kind of a pathological edge to it, where you lose contact with the rest of life, and you lose your ability to function as an ordinary human being in society, or at least it becomes impaired. These people, by the way, the Bigfoot um, obsessives, are all male in my experience. They go over the edge, and it becomes the central concern of their lives and they make a connection to themselves, and it becomes themselves, and they lose their perspective of the difference between themselves and Bigfoot, and they identify with them so closely that they simply have to find it. He so, call, yeah, he calls it Bigfoot gold fever. Bigfoot gold fever, and he says it's almost exclusively men, and it can just destroy their lives. They just get obsessed with finding Bigfoot. Coming to think of it, of all the, the TV... Oh, by the way, this is kind of funny... Um, my boss is a <laughs> fan or a pseudo fan, or whatever you want to call it. He a listens. Friend. He listens to the podcast. He's a tolerant friend. And today, as a tolerant, yeah, very tolerant, and he said to me today, he goes, "Not really a criticism, but you know, you haven't had any Bigfoot stuff." And and I was like, "Exactly." He goes, "Well, why don't you do some of the Bigfoot shows?" And this is exactly why I do not think a we lot should of, do. This is a good one. A lot of them are garbage. They're garbage, and not that not that those guys are. I'm not criticizing the guys, but you'll watch an hour show and they have nothing to show. They have for nothing it. to show for. It. And a lot of them, I think, are just any, putting stuff out there just to be. And it's sort of like those, like like the Bigfoot Hunter TV shows on Discovery. And they're like, do you hear it? Here's a nest. Right. Here's a, it's all right. You know, it's always just rubbish. There's nothing ever, anything there. It's always just out of camera shot. It's always a, a sound. Did you hear that? It was clearly yes. the mating call of a bull. And so that that crap gets gets. And old. Kevin had just said that it was mostly men. That the 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 dude who uh, said that these people who get this are mostly men. Yeah. And even on those shows, it is always ninety five percent men. There's it's always occasionally a woman a, yeah. in there. And I'm not you know I'm not trying to be sexist <laughs> or biased or anything like that. No. But it is it's this is a this is a guy oriented yeah. thing. Yeah, it really is. But getting back to the movie, we now have a video of John naked in the re <laughs> he has no body conscious issues. We see him naked so many least, times in this. Full frontal at least three or four times. Not like a full straight yeah, on still, shot. Yeah, he's easy. For, 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 for the subject matter of this of this document of this uh, uh documentary, there's no reason to see his junk. So no, it is very and, funny. Yeah. And he's cleaning himself in these lakes and these rivers. It looks absolutely frigid. I don't I mean, understand how. I can't imagine that water is like glacial runoff. And of course, what's the first thing I thought of? I'm going to tell you what's the first thing I thought oh, of. Oh, no. He's using soap to wash himself. Right. And he's in the woods. He's tracking something that is a wild animal that's going to go by scent. Right, right, right. And he's using This flies soap. in the face of everything he says right. later. Right. We now meet Ben Cochman, Cockman, and he is a the kind of the 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 wingman to John during most of this documentary. He owns the local gym. Mount Side. And he's just noticed over the years that John has shifted away. He he's approaching this pursuit of finding Bigfoot in a way that's a little more dramatic and intense than Ben's going about doing it. Through the years, you know, his his focus just completely changed from all the things in normal life with his business, with his family, with society. All that changed. And it's now completely just this singular focus. 
John is a hardcore devotee, and all of his money and all of his energy goes into living in the woods. Well, when you say all of his money, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of money. We we, we learn about that. Yeah, we don't have any money. We meet Chris Williams. He's John's stepson, and he tells us, (laughs) "This is kind of funny." I thought this was really insightful into AA. That his parents met in AA, and we get some really nice shots of them back in the 70s and 80s. And when they were younger, we hear about how AA is more like a bar for people who don't drink. Have you ever, <laughs> never, have you ever, ever I've never ever, heard that. Have you ever been to an AA meeting? Uh, yes. I have been to an AA meeting during my unfortunate situation a few years ago. And I have never, if you ever, if you ever want to feel better about yourself, go to an AA meeting. Because <laughs> there's people in there, and they're just... You're in a room full of strangers, and they are telling you the deepest, darkest depths of their... It is very... It is just... It's pretty powerful stuff, Mm. I think. Yeah, my parents met in AA. I I think, as as far as I know, I think they just were in the same club, the same meetings together. So an AA club is really just a bar where everyone's just drinking coffee and smoking, and but it functions just like a bar until there's a meeting. The 12 o'clock meeting is about to start, and then, you know... Half the people go upstairs, do their meeting, come back down, belly up to the bar, get more coffee, and then they mingle. It, it, it operates just like a bar, so they met in that environment. We get some very cute video of them on vacation in Hawaii. It's in 1998, and they're just kind of being cute for the camera. And they're talking about booze in the video. Apparently, they're drinking alcohol because so she's so, like, so what, in what are you having, rum and blah, rum, blah, and he's having vodka. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I guess we're not in hey anymore. And she is a very... Uh, not that it matters, but she is a very attractive woman, and it is obvious from the footage that they are in love. Yes, in my he opinion, adored her. And he's he very affectionate with her. He's her and kissing her. And sadly, she passed away in 2004 from breast cancer. And I think that's when John started to drift. I, I think, yes. Right? That we yeah, surmised that, that that's I was fit. trying to do the math. Math is hard. I was trying to do the math. In men, especially, when depression hits them, it's usually shows as anger it comes out sideways it, co- it does yeah. not show as sadness it comes out as anger but be- it took oh, us a while it took a- us a couple of viewings of this for you to figure that out for like- and i'm like what's the date on that and everybody in the beginning they're talking about how crabby he's a crabby he's, he's a grumpy crabby. old man he's gra- so when his wife died that was probably the of course me the armchair analyst. psychologist yeah the uh that was probably the catalyst that started him on his le- on his yeah on his depression. because it's, he's not schizophrenic no nope. uh, although he's nope. he's so determined that something's there but it's it it's very weird why if you watch it you'll you'll have a hard time pigeonholing what's because he with doesn't him. come across as as the only thing that seems to be that wacky about him if saying wacky is that he is obsessed with trying to there find are a couple of moments when you're like he doesn't seem like he's got both feet on the ground right but, but you know he's not weird he's not no odd. he's just he's just, he's just you know, irritable he's just very crump, grumpy so we're at the gym he's working out and his uh trainer craig guthrie tells us how hard he he goes at it because he wants to stay fit he wants to stay fit for when he's out in the woods for being out in the woods and you're gonna always changing angles everywhere you go um, as far as the terrain is concerned it's always changing and you want to make sure that any position that you get yourself into and you're going to repeatedly get yourself in and out of you want to train that if you haven't lifted it in the past in the gym then it's going to be even harder to do out there in the, in the real life outside the gym doors we hear from ben who owns the local gym who was talking about how john and he have taken different routes john is a little more tense we get that he's taking a little different approach than, than myself and my group i've created a non-profit group that we're called Sasquatch Saviors, and we're dedicated to 
discovery of the science about ultimately the preservation of these primates. I've got a strong scientific curiosity, but you know, it hasn't changed me in the way it's changed John. Apparently, John gets a lot of his food from the local food bank. Lynn Coughlin runs it. Yeah, beef yeah it's, it's not real beef anyway. It's just flavored. We have a lot of homeless. We have 92 homeless uh, men and women. And the men, basically, are the ones that come in, and they have stories. They love to tell stories about everything that happens to them out in the wild. We don't know if uh, it's true. We don't know if it's false, but uh, they sure are convincing. So they have 93 homeless in North Bend, Washington. And apparently a lot of the homeless guys have seen the Sasquatch. And I have to assume there's some <laughs> substance abuse issues. Well, there's that or they or they live in the woods or they camp yeah. a lot, you know. Well, she chuckled. She said yeah. they're very convincing. <laughs> and, and and back to the back uh, Ben, mm-hmm. Ben who owns the gym. Right. He owns a nice gym. Yeah. It's a nice looking gym. Yeah. He doesn't have any money either. No, he doesn't. I don't know. Gym memberships are cheap. I was just talking about it for the Planet well, Fitness I know, thing, but right? It's like you would think that, and all of them have excuses. All of them. The, the, leads yeah. in the, in the leads in this all have excuses as to how they had money and they don't seem to have money anymore. Yeah. And that is not They're the a focus. Washed up. That is not the focus of their life anymore. No. So they don't, they're telling us that they don't mind not having yeah. money. It's, yeah, they're un, un, right. unhampered. John now is addressing the camera directly, telling us how certain he is that he saw the primate. What I saw is what I saw. It's real. I looked at it. I looked in his eyes or her eyes. I'm going to prove that that primate exists. And when I do, I know it'll be sensational. Hit all the news media. I know that. But to take it further than that, to take it to celebrity status and fame and money and That's not what I want to do. I want to prove it exists, and I've achieved a a lifetime's ambition. Robert Michael Pyle is back to spread some shade on the Bigfoot hunters, (laughs) saying that they really don't know what they're doing out there in the woods, which is really funny. In this, (laughs) when I saw this... It cracks you up. It really, really cracked me up. And of course, Kevin uses the term central casting. Yeah. So we we need a (laughs) psychology-type guy who looks like he may possibly be a college instructor professor slash doctor he is the, he looks the central casting and when he says that most of these guys are not uh, equipped to handle being in the outdoors and being in the wild and it was just funny the way he said it and i'm like that is probably a very accurate statement yeah. one thing about the bigfoot gold fever people they're not very good woodsmen they don't know very much natural history, which is one of the biggest problems of all in the Bigfoot community. Those who go out and search Bigfoot, they don't know much natural history. So they'll hear a great gray owl or a barred owl, which are very common now. Oh, it must be Bigfoot. And then from my perspective or from my what I've seen, We've seen these people that are very outdoorsy <laughs> uh-huh. and they, you know, they're coming to the Bigfoot things in full camo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Bigfoot festival. Yeah, the big, and, you know, they've got guns yeah. and trucks. Those and are dogs, outdoorsy people. You know, yeah, yeah. They, I don't think John was had too much experience in the outdoors. No, He's got think... a shit ton now. We see him walking around with that nasty ass backpack and that tent. <laughs> and he's just constantly in these rainy, drippy forests setting up that camp. Making, you know, melting Luna bars over that little portable but it stove. Looked, you know, but 
I have to say though, at the beginning of the documentary, oh, okay, he camps. Uh-huh. He's keeping his expenses low. Yeah, he's got this nice little tent. It's small, yeah. you know, a little itty bitty tent. He's got his back. He's it traveling light. Oh, it looks he's so traveling. Awful. And the, that's I could never. I could no, no, neither of us could do it. I could. But you he could does, probably. I would I, hate no, it though. I would no, hate every minute of it. Absolutely not. But he does visit his friend Sarah. Sarah. So she is kind of like a, she's not a love interest, although they well, sleep at together. That, at that point, there they're just their friends, but with, friends with benefits. Kind in the of beginning, thing. yeah, because she thought maybe they were going to be an exclusive couple, but that didn't work but, out. But we find out later why. But at this point. She, there is a slight romantical thing going on between them. Right. And it's, and All right. It's, it's well, we hear apparent. from we hear from Sarah. Her name is Sarah Moss. You know, at this point in my life, why? Why would I bother being in a relationship? Why would I be with another man that's going to make me feel unworthy, unattractive, not valuable enough to be worth keeping? And when I met John and was intrigued by his story and everything that came through from him to me was genuine and good and real and honest and it seemed like it was lower risk than maybe my past it seemed like it would work to just have something that was non-committal and not a relationship i feel sorry for my married girlfriends to be honest with you i'm so glad i'm not in that position anymore i don't want to brag about it too much but I mean, I have my own place. I have jobs that I love. I have friends that I love. John comes by once in a while. My life is actually pretty fucking great. And then she's not listed in the credits. No, she's not. For some reason, we don't see her in the credits. But she has several jobs, as she puts it. (laughs) And she's really in love with her own life, as you just heard. So good for you, Sarah. I like somebody who's happy with their... I I don't think I could do it, Sarah, but I'm I'm glad you can. Well, to me, I heard... Now, see me, because I'm me. I heard, my life sucks, and I'm going to act like it's just what I wanted. (laughs) That's what I heard. But... She seems like a very nice person, and she is genuinely fond of John. So she is, you know, being mm-hmm. kind or... or Yeah, uh, you know. no, she is. A lot of people show a lot of kindness towards John, and I don't feel it. He seems very off-putting and demanding, but a lot of people have a lot of um, ownership over him. They feel very protective of him. Well, so. I think it's because, in mm-hmm. my opinion, he is single-focused. Yeah. The only thing he cares about yeah, is finding, finding this primate. So think about that. If maybe every it's time, in person. Okay, okay, here, let me put this in reference for you. If you're around someone that only talks about golf ever, uh-huh. and that's all they talk about, oh, they God, just they played, sound awful, they that played guy. golf, Oof. they want to watch golf on TV, Turn they want to go on vacation, Hard go pass. play golf. With, you know, Ew. so that could burn off some people <laughs> who wouldn't want to be around that. So that's why I'm seeing... <laughs> You're saying the exact opposite of this, though, because his single-minded obsession with Bigfoot is endearing him to people. No, I'm saying that's the he's he's burnt his bridges. People are like, I'm so sick of hearing about this. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so sick of hearing about this. uh, We have another scene where he's gone up. He's set up a campsite. Uh, The cameraman's there, and of course, I don't know why we came up here. There's no Bigfoot up. There's there's no primates up here. I'm not feeling it. I don't know why I let you make me come up here. And the cameraman's like, I didn't make you come up here. He's like, I knew it was wrong to come up here. You know, I just. I just knew it. I knew it when we set off that there was something wrong about today. And look at here, we're in this bloody shithole. It's a shithole. And Sasquatch isn't around here. And, um, well, I mean, I'm all right. We can sleep here. I can sleep. It's, uh... 
this was dumb. And, and he's always like, a, he's rationalizing away the absolute lack of evidence. He does it time and again. And this he, is the beginning where we're seeing, oh, maybe this isn't the uh, relationship in paradise, the cameraman and John. You're, you're seeing the first opening behind the curtain that John is a cantankerous fuck. Right. And he's pissing the film guy off. And is this at the point where he even, they even put... John, John has st stopped contacting me to have me come out with him to video. Uh, is that, that, that it, there's a part in the it's, it's coming up? Yes, right, but right. it's not too long. Not too yeah, long away. Yeah. So now we have that bit where he's at Ben's house and that guy, um, Craig Wilder, is there, and those and then they John's there. Me up. <laughs> <laughs> but John, John's kind of a know-it-all, right? John, John knows more than anybody else in the world about this primate. True. And so those two are like they're talking, and then. Then he just talks shit about them behind their back. To quite honestly, I, I don't think they've seen a Sasquatch or a primate. I, I don't. I think they're made up. I think it's bullshit, to be honest with you. And then they're all they're over on the other side of the car, and they're like... He's got what I call the tall man syndrome. <clears throat> now, they always talk about the short man syndrome, where there's the tall man syndrome, where they think they're better than everybody. He's got tall man syndrome. Because, though, but they were exactly when you... When you we, oh, somebody who, he was a little schlubby. He wanted yeah. to drive. He yep. wanted to drink beer and smoke cigarettes. And that's John's like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I don't have time for that. I want to go find this thing. You guys want to go camping and drink beer. Yeah. So it's That's when they go to put the cameras up. But here is their first encounter. And John, it's not going well because John's just like, those, they're talking shit. And, and, and they, they don't like him. He doesn't like them. But I don't know. But. So, I was amused. Well, so now we're back at Sarah's, and Sarah's on the couch, and she's got her feet in Ben's lap while they're talking about how they're going to go take the cameras up into the mountains. Right. right? And John's kind of trying to, to tell them what to do. And I believe that you've caught the cougar on them, and, and I, don't, I don't dispute that. I don't dispute what you're saying at all. I'm just saying those things have to be in the right location. So your location is going to be the right spot is what you're saying. Now we hear how Ben loves the ladies. And here's his daughter um, saying that dad never had much of a filter. <laughs> um, you know, he he loves ladies. And we've always grown up without very much of a filter. But then it's like, dad, okay, come on. You don't need to tell us what you think about that girl's hair or the shape of her body. You don't need to tell me that. I'm your daughter. <laughs> so Ben's saying, yeah, most of my employees by coincidence are good looking young women. But, and but, it gets a little awkward. This one, he's like, you know, a relationship, you know, I'm probably not going to have. That's one. when we find out that the Sarah gal, when John's not around, Sarah. Sarah hooks up dates, with him. Dates <laughs> Ben. And when Did she used the word date, I'm using, you're the, using word the word date. date. I don't think she said and, the word date. <laughs> ben, both Ben and John apparently date Sarah. Yeah. And there are other guys, but yeah. Ben, Ben doesn't care. No. But you can tell, I think it's, I think it's a John. I think it's John's kind of like, well, I can't push it. She's really good to yeah, me. Yeah, she's good to me. And I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, here we have Ben talk about how women looked at him when he was younger. Women would look at me differently when I was a young man. Sometimes I'll come into my car, be a little note on my car for somebody that's, you know, an admirer somehow. And, you know, those things don't really quite happen anymore. Yeah, that note on the hood of the car thing, that happened once, Ben. That Doesn't happened matter once. what happened. <laughs> and it shows pictures of him when he's really young and he looks like an Abercrombie and Finch model. Hey, hey if I look like that, I'd, I, I'm telling you, if I had a body <laughs> like that, like, you know, when he was young, I would never wear shirts. I would never wear clothes. I don't have the... the, uh, the oh, the, you look fine. <laughs> you, uh, the, what is it? The, the, the pa Not the passion, the... Um, the, 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 the drive. The I don't have the drive to have 
those kind of that kind of a body. Well, it's a lot of thin. It's easier when you're 22. Well, that's true too. Well, when I was 22, I kind of looked not quite like that, but I looked, (laughs) I looked, you know, (laughs) very, very funny. So this is when they're going up in the mountains with the infrared cameras. And you remember when they stop, a bicyclist goes by and they're like, "There's your follower." John says to John, John says to him, and he's like, "I told you we're being followed." There's your cyclist, man. There's your guy following us. What'd I tell you? I'll tell you somebody's following us. Son of a bitches. So they're paranoid on top of all this. They're pretty sure that that guy on the bicycle was was tailing and them. And that was the guy who didn't like John who said, Yes. I knew we were being followed. I knew followed. we were being followed. And it's just the goofiest thing. I, I, so, uh, and now for, they, this is the part where they, he wants to go up under the mountains and put them up there and they just want to put them next to the road. <laughs> and this is where he says they just want to put them, you know, right by the road and go drink beer. Right. Cause John's ready to go way up into the mountains. I mean, we already discussed all this. We talked about it. And here they are. I could tell straight away they didn't want to hike. They want to quickly put a camera up, get back in the car and, and go back and have a beer. So John makes his money doing odd jobs, and one of the places he works is Brooke Smith's construction company, and he and, thinks John's great. And John's 60-plus? He's in his 60s, but we see him hustling wood, Yeah, he's. and John said, can't say enough good about him, even if he is English. Hard worker. John's a real hard worker. Good good personality, good human being. He works harder than these kids we get these days. He's he's old school ethics. Starts the task, finishes the task. If John was available, I'd, I'd work him five days a week, full time. Uh, I don't mind. I mean, it's, it's a means to an end, isn't it? I'd rather be trekking that primate, but I need money to, to live on. Good heart to him, good mindset. For an Englishman. But that's how he earns his money. He just does that. He, he's th- like... That is hard work. It, he was hustling. Yeah. I, I, that's hard work. This is... uh Speaking of that, you see him that. It was really good because then they juxtapose him, his lowly position of just moving lumber around a yard to his backstory. Right, right. He started a clothing business back in the early 70s in England. And he did so well, he moved out to California in the late 70s. He was making novelty t-shirts, which were a big thing. Oh, back yeah, in, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. you go to yeah. the beach. And he did, um, I forget who he was talking about. He, they, they Leave did, it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. You know, Pokey those. and Gumby. He named a couple, yeah. a couple others, and I'm, I'm just not remembering. But he said at one point. That they, they were, were shipping s- a million a week. Million dollars a, million, a week. Oh, no, a million t-shirts a week. Which would be no. a million dollars a week. He was saying a million dollars okay. a week. You got because me. that's the, you know those are the words that catch my eye. <laughs> and I'm like, he's selling a million dollars a week, and uh, he's got oh well, he uh, business complications and his wife's cancer treatment and the financial crisis of t- 2008 did a number on John, and he lost 4.7 million, Oof. and he declared bankruptcy in 2009. So at one point, his personal net worth. Four point seven million, and there goes the start of the of the uh, the depression. Depression. Yeah. That All is of that the combined. core of the depression. That, Did bankruptcy? His wife died. He lost his money. He lost his business. Yeah. What? Hey, he had depression coming. Good for him. <laughs> he sure did. So this is the really. This is one of the funnier parts of the movie. John and Sarah are going to go up and spend five days in the mountains yeah. oh. putting up these cameras. Oh, wait, 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 start talking. <laughs> please start talking. Please start talking. Okay. One thing about me, I'll overlook a lot of shit. Don't mistreat the dog. Okay. Don't mistreat the dog. Right. One, two. As soon as I saw this, I was like, well, this is not going to go well. well. And From the doesn't. very, like, when we see them getting out of the car. And he's already. Wa- this is not going to go well. He's already. Sn- go. <laughs> he's sniping at her. Don't bring the dog. It's going to scare the primate. I don't know. 
if that dog won't scare off the primate, the primate will smell it. And I've got to deal with the dog as well as everything else. I'll I mean, I thought you were just here to, to help carry everything. He says he's not going to... I don't even think she says anything. She just ignores him. Well, that's what people with dogs do. <laughs> and they go up and the dog's just, I'm happy to be here. The dog's having a hell of a time. And they go way up the side of the mountain. And it's, it's snowing. Free, it's freezing cold. There's two cold. or three inches of snow on the ground. The dog does not have uh, little mittens. shoes on. It doesn't have a coat or anything. He eventually gets one camera up and um, they set up that shitty tent. Uh, he heats up another Luna bar over that little stove. He says, here, eat this. Uh, I got it. He goes to take a crab or whatever. And she said, don't give any to the dog. They jump cut to her giving it to the dog, <laughs> which is great. The dog, no, no, no. Not giving it to the dog. The dog's licking it out of the bowl they were eating out of. And but of she's, course, no, she's holding it. She's sticking I it I know, dog. but that's what I'm saying. Very that's funny. me. The, the shade in the like, editing was really I funny. I eat food, you know, it's like one for me, one for the dog, yeah. one for me, one for the dog. So, so very, I was highly amused Very by funny. That. The dog is shaking. And, but the, the next dog thing, is shaking The next whimpering. thing is Sarah's just like, I got to go. And he's like, well, you're going to be here for four days. She's like, I'm sorry. I, I just, I've got to go. She just says, yeah, I got to go. I got to go. Four more days. All right. This is the first day and you're heading back. Well, how are you going to get home? I'll call Ben. Ben? Uh, yeah. Have you got any more stuff in there you should leave here with me? Uh, have you left me all my stuff? Yes, I didn't take any of your stuff. All right. Just okay. Good luck. All right. I'm sorry. All right. Well, he's like, well, did you have anything in your backpack I should have? Do you have food or something for me? He's really, really? He's shitty to her. And, but, but, but looking at the, I, I don't know if there was stuff we didn't see, but they, they didn't have, okay. When you see someone going on a real camping trip, mm -hmm. you see those elaborate backpacks. And this is more of his these shitty are, stuff. These were backpacks kids carry books to school yeah, with. His tent, he's to, used to roughing it. She is I not. don't care. You need heat. There's yeah. no way for heat. And I, of course, I'm thinking, well, in the tent, the two of them, because it's a little tent, yeah. the two of them and the dog, that'll be warm. It and awful. the dog was just like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. The but dog. The dog. But the dog was wagging his tail. The well, because the dog's like, we're having fun. Yeah. Yay, we're I was like, when she said Hard she was path. leaving, I was like, oh, thank Good God. Good for you, Sarah. Get that dog out. And of course, me, get the dog out of there. <laughs> Take the dog home. And this is where uh, John has a moment of introspection. He's like, yeah, I'm just, that's why I'm not in a relationship. I'm like this. I know I am. I need to find the primate. And I, you know, he he understands it. So now we see John and Ben are going, they're, they're reinstalling some gears and turbines at the local hydroelectric dam. And those guys are making a visit to it. They've got on hard hats and vests. And they said that some of the workers, when they were working down uh, one of the shafts, that they had a, a something was throwing rocks at them. Right. Further evidence that, you know, there's Bigfoot there. The turbines that were placed at Snoqualmie Falls back in the early 1900s needed to be replaced finally after a hundred years. Some of the fellows that worked on the falls during this construction project, they also worked out at, at my gym, Mount Site Sports and Fitness. I can tell you from talking to them, they had a situation where early on in the project, they were rappelling down inside of the shaft. And you're talking about a 300 foot vertical shaft in the darkness and something was throwing rocks at them. I wouldn't be surprised in any sense to find that the Sasquatch, just like humans, are drawn to this place. It's just really awe-inspiring. Again, we hear from John about how certain he is that he is going to see the Bigfoot again. I do think now, after all these years, that I had a spiritual encounter, and I'm going to have another one. I can feel it. I, I, I can actually feel it more now, that I'm going to find the answers in another, perhaps, appearance or another sign. So I, I have to, I'm compelled to keep going. 
Now, this is when we come to the art gallery. John has commissioned a local artist to paint his encounter, and it does not go well. <laughs> this poor woman. Um, I kind of think I tried to make him kind of tree stumpish because I'm thinking that's maybe what you actually saw in the woods was just a tree stump. Oh, no, you did! A stump? I know what I saw, yeah. And for her to say to me, you possibly saw a stump, that's why I painted this stick insect. Yeah, it was a stick insect, really, with hair on it. So, yeah, so you a know... A stump. He comes out. And you can see his uh, eyes. Oh, he was so she mad. Says he immediately, he <laughs> went I, from... As soon as I heard it, I clenched when she I, said I, that. I, that's funny. I laughed. I thought it was really, really But it was actually a pretty good painting. She's again, not without talent. And again, <laughs> I don't know whether the, the filmmaker arranged this or whatever, but these are people who are like, you know, okay, well, let's see if we can figure this out. Let's try and do this. Yeah. Let's try and do that. Try to be awful, but and and she said all the wrong words. Act, a, accomplished artist who's like, <laughs> You saw stuff because I think you saw stuff. He was pissed. I, I was just like I was waiting. I I thought he was just going to punch her. I was waiting. That would have been really really funny. So now we've got some footage of Ben and John just meeting other people who bumped into Bigfoot. I suspect John doesn't believe any of them. He's right. the only one who's had the real of encounters. Course. But here we go. We kept hearing this, and I knew it wasn't an elk. I knew it wasn't a bear. I knew it wasn't a chipmunk. I knew this something was something big, big enough to hold a great big log and hit a tree with it. But I don't call it Sasquatch because I didn't see a Sasquatch. I didn't see a Bigfoot. What I call it is the Olympic tree knock because I was on the Olympic tree peninsula and the yeah. thing was knocking against yeah. every tree it could. Yeah. Yeah. This Olympic tree knocker was something that I have never encountered in a forest Absolutely. before. So now it's April 2019. They are bringing back the cameras and they are going to see what they recorded over the winter. These cameras are motion activated. Well, before wait, 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 I want I want to say this. Now now just uh, this this was not addressed in this in this until a little bit later. This man has basically devoted his entire life to walking through the Pacific North, this area mm -hmm. in Washington State, trying to find Bigfoot. You want to know the one thing he doesn't have with him? Camera. A camera. Yeah. He doesn't have a camera. Mm -hmm. He does not. I'm going to say that a couple more times. He doesn't have a camera. We hear earlier when the guy, one of the guys he's, that didn't like him, and he's like, if I'd had a camera with me that day, this would all be over. I'd have had the camera. Right, I'd have had the, right. Everybody is like, if I'd only had a camera that day. Oh. And we eventually do that one kid who produces the picture, and it's like, it's a shadow 300 yards right. down the creek. And they're like, and they're like, well, there he is. It's it's nothing. It's again, a, a, it's for, a, a nothing. And without trying to give anything away, he does eventually start carrying a camera with him that he's had for ages. And, That's all I'm going to say. Okay, we'll get to that. Later. He starts carrying, it's a digital camera. He starts carrying it with him that he's had for ages. It's a Canon. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. but that, that's the funny part. Yeah. Oh, I've had it for ages. Yeah. Well, then why the fuck didn't you have it with you earlier? Yeah, invest in that. I think it's a little weird when he sees that that one camera is gone, that that's just proof Bigfoot's, the, the primate was there. Do you remember how excited he got? Yes. It's not the camera fell down in the winter because of a, a, a landslide or, or snow or a branch. It's because the primate came and took it. And then immediately next to him, he's like, <laughs> he runs over and there's that broken branch. Look at this. How do you think this happened? Huh? This is a perfect example of primate activity. That strip bark off that uh, tree there. They rip it off. And he's like, this is clear evidence of, of primates. Because it was so, the, because the brain, it was broken thing with high the up on the tree. People. And I'm thinking, but you, you see this time and again, they're like, see the way this yeah. branch is broken? 
that's how a Bigfoot breaks them. So I had two ideas. I had two ideas. One, we that area gets a ton of snow. Snow moves. It could have easily knocked, broke, blah, 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 right. blah. And two, it looks to me, now I could be wrong because uh-huh. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It looked to me like the expanse that they were at was free of trees and that it could possibly be an area where people go. Uh, what, uh, not, not downhill I, skiing, but the cross other, country. Cross country. It looked like a cross country area. Yeah. People. Somebody could have just taken it's it. A kid. You yeah. know a kid. Oh, look. Yeah, oh. one of those cameras. Yeah. So not too far away from there, they find a little tuft of hair on a log. Oh, good Lord. And they take it to the biologist in town. And they take it to Jeffrey Hughes. He's a local biologist. While they're looking at it, I think it's funny because we know that Ben is girl crazy, right? He's like, it's soft. It's soft. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a woman's hair. Almost like a woman's hair. <laughs> and I'm like, almost like a man's hair too there, Ben. But And now I want to say... That this uh, biologist guy, mm-hmm. is, is, what is he? He's a biologist? Yeah, he's a yeah, biologist Jeffrey guy. Hughes. He is, he is uh, respectful. Yep. He is obviously knows his shit. He, yep. kn- he Whatever his field he's is. He's not we, dismissive. He's like, he, I, he's, I take he's it. He's not dismissive. But he's also, you can tell he's kind of like, okay, let's, let's. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks at it. He can tell just looking under the microscope. He's like, it's horse hair. It's horse hair. And, and John will believe. No. <laughs> Horse hair. No, he's wrong. I can say categorically it's horse hair. Well, I can say you're wrong. This is when we start to get a little change in the tone. The the cameraman, cough. The filmmaker, again, asks John, why are you doing this after all these years? And then John's a little taken aback because he's not used to being confronted like this by the filmmaker. He's like, why are you? Well, here it is. But why do you feel, John? I mean, why are you really doing this? What is it about this that, I mean, why are you so, I don't I've been following you a long time, and I still don't even follow Well, I've seen it. I've been 20 feet from it. I've smelt it, the creature. I've looked into the creature's eyes. I think there are times when the creature is tracking me, and it's no more than 20 or 30 feet away, just listening, could be listening to me right now. And you can't see, you know, what you just said there, someone like your daughter thinking that that's... A mentally ill person talking right here. That's someone who. I can see that she can. S- I'm not normal in the sense that normal people don't do this, but there's a lot of people that have pursuits. Let me put it this way if I was to discover and find and photograph and document this primate, would she then think, or would others think, that I was still mentally deranged chasing this thing in the mountains? So the filmmaker actually brought up the mental illness aspect of it. Is this where he goes, I saw it, I'm not lying, or something like uh, that? Well, so I know what I saw. Well, he's like, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's very, it's a non, it's a non-answer. Right. And it's again him just kind of sidestepping it. And this is one of those things where, because this is an audio medium, I am just shaking my head. Well, the whole, it's, it's, all during all this, Kevin's talking and I'm reviewing <laughs> it in my head and I'm just shaking my head like these poor schmucks, these poor idiots. Yeah. The next bit is kind of disturbing. John is standing on a pile of logs or kind of in a meadow. Oh. And then out of nowhere, he just points. There's something over there behind that stump. There's a big stump. And he's like, and they walk over and that he never seems more unbalanced than during this. He's like, it's go, don't, okay, don't, you, you, you must hear it, right? Let me play the clip. Does that have the squirrel in it? Yeah. Okay. There's something behind that stump. Kind of like a squirrel to me. That's not a squirrel. There's a whole area around here that's all kind of brushed out. Yeah. I'm not making it up. You must hear that. Yeah, I hear the squirrel. 
Okay, yeah, well, you're not listening. That's the problem. You don't climb with me. It's because you're saying you're saying you're wasting your time. There's nothing there, John. Let's go. I don't think I said that. But huh? I don't think that I said that. Whatever it is now, it's gone because we're talking, you know. But you can see how it came through here, where I've come. See, through through there, over there, zigzag, and behind that tree. Plain as the nose on your face. And 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 so then he's like, well, he's gone now. We made too much noise. And he's accusing the filmmakers like, <laughs> you said to come up here and do this. He's like, I, John, I didn't say any of and that. The guy's like, it's a squirrel. Yeah. It's a squirrel. <laughs> and 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 John's always putting words in his mouth. He's like, well, you told me to come down here, and I was going to come here. He's like, John, I never said any such thing. Oh. So John's always, it's a a, a camera malfunction. Yes. He was he was the dog. If you hadn't been foot. talking, if you hadn't been talking, you could have got over here fast enough and seen. Oh, look, it's cleared out back here. Mm -hmm. Here again from his daughter. Now this is where it gets weird. That he's gotten belligerent and his friends are like, what happened to your dad? He used to be nice and he's, and she's like, I, I can't explain it. But we'll talk about, we'll talk about this at the end. Put a pin in that. Pin. People would say stuff like, well, we, we thought we knew your dad, but he, he's so mean. Like what happened to him? And it was hard for me because that wasn't him. That was the illness and somebody living with that type of chronic illness and pain I think they lash out at people because they, they need and they want help, but they're not getting it, at least not getting it sufficiently enough to ease their pain and to help them feel like they're not going to succumb to their disease. Okay, so now Ben, who owns the gym, has moved in with his daughter, who also works at the gym, and he set up a bedroom in her garage because he doesn't want to take one of the boys' beds. But she has two little boys. They're like two and four, maybe. Now, well, let, let's just say this is a nice house. This yeah, is a nice suburban house. A middle class, mm -hmm. a nice middle class house. She's recently nice divorced. She's got to take care of the kids. The house is clean and neat and everything. And she can't say enough good things about and dad moving back the, in. She loves the idea that her dad moved in with him. And he, when we're looking in his apartment earlier, is bragging that he could move in a day. So yep. the idea of this man moving into the garage of this house, it, even though it sounds a little weird because it's the garage, it's not a it's not a room made in the garage. Yeah, it's he the garage. It out. But he seems perfectly happy. Yeah, he's in there. He's got his bed. He's got his music. He's got his stuff. He's playing his harmonica. But and uh, and it, we get another thing of him talking about. How Bigfoots are real. I think this is a good, we can't stress this enough. This is how into it Ben is. The legend of the primate in this part of the world, it's something that's never going to die. There are breeding, living creatures, and they're, they're male, they're female, they're children, they live, they die, they're grandparents, and they have the whole, you know, um, social structure to survive. But we got that somewhat disturbing image of him. I thought that was maybe a humidor for cigars or maybe even a toilet because when he's I'm like, sitting and of course me, I'm like, I thought he was taking, they make jump. saunas that small. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of, it's an awkward shot because for all the world, it looks like he's dropping it, a deuce. It looks like a glass display booth that he's sitting inside a glass display booth and he's reading, is he reading the paper? Yeah. yeah he's reading the paper. And I'm thinking to myself, that is really bizarre. He's a weird, he's a nice, he's a lovable dude, he's but he's a nice weird. guy. He's a nice. So now John is over at Sarah's. They're outside. John is wetting his hair from, it looks like the dog's feeding it, bowl. It, it's a wash tub that's out in the yard. And you it's said, either a wash tub or a kitty's pool. I don't know. And it's got water. And in. Sarah's cutting his hair. 
But she's talking about how important it is for someone to be supportive of John. She says, you know, growing up, my mom was very negative and I would share things with her and she would shoot them down. And I like that John has this passion. I think he needs a supportive ear. And And it's such a simple thing she's doing. And he feels that he does have at least one ally in the world. In her. I've been discouraged a lot in my life, especially by my mom. And it doesn't feel good. When you're excited about something and passionate about something and somebody says something to put doubt in your head, it's just that never feels good. So I like I like being supportive of him. He's a good person. He's been there for me in places when I've just sort of needed someone, something, some company, some companionship, some diversion, distraction. And that's played a necessary role in my life. I don't think romantically we're connected in the way that I entertained at one point, but I certainly will always consider him a really, really close friend and a good person. And he doesn't get a lot of positive feedback and encouragement that he's going to find what he wants to find. And the fact that he continues down that path tirelessly and tenaciously and with a purpose, I have to respect that, especially in a man. Did you hear her say, and I think that's a great quality, especially in a man. (laughs) Did you catch that little bit of shade? No, I didn't catch that. Yep, very funny. So now Ben and John are going to use these microchips. And I actually was like, what a really good idea. This Uh, is really interesting. What a really good idea. So they're they're checking them out. And um, this is one part where um, Ben's girlfriend, well, she's the blonde who works at the, uh, the gym, and she's probably closer to his age than he maybe would have liked. So she's taking a little microchip across the meadow and he's like, you know, John says to him, he's like, say, say something good to her. She's trying to help us out. Be nice. He's like, I love the contrast of her blonde hair with the green of the, of the trees. You better tell her it's working. Encourage her. Say something. Say something nice. It's working great, babe. There you go. You're doing great, babe. It's working good. And he's like, that's better. So that was kind of cute to John. Did. You remember when John did that? Yeah. So they, they've got bait and it's just kind of rotting fruit. Well, right? now this actually, you know, every now and then, what is it? Every now and then something good comes out of the mind. Yeah. Of a crazy person or mm-hmm. whatever. So what they did was is they, their bait, which was rotting fruit or meat or whatever it was, but they put it in like a, a, a sealed container, like a, like not a, a Tupperware. Tupperware. Yeah, it was kind of like Tupperware. Well, but, you know, it was probably kind of one of the ones you get from the Chinese yeah, takeout or something like brand. Right, right, right. right. Shitty. But <laughs> that actually made sense to me. Because they're putting it in a closed something container. Something that will have to have an opposable thumb to open it. Well, you know, in but, theory. but that actually made, I was like, so trackers, yeah. good idea. Yeah. Put them in again, sealed, yeah. reusable. Good idea. Okay. These little chips are the, about the size of a nail pairing. They're tiny. People put them in their wallets and their phones, put them on their kids and yeah. dogs. I mean, yeah. So good. they go up, they're camping, and they're going to be up there for a week and a half, maybe two weeks. So they go up, they put it out, and then one morning, Ben is like, hey, John, we got some action. And away we go. <laughs> John, John. Yeah. Something's going on with one of the tracers. <sighs> yeah. Is it moving? What's... I'm not sure. Hold on. Stop and listen. Do you see it, Ben, on the tracer? This thing's a quarter mile up the hill now. It keeps zigzagging. What do you think? <coughs> it's stopped. I can't hear anything now. 
So here they're going. They're <laughs> going. Uh, <laughs> and of course, I'm picturing. Okay, no, no, nobody knows who this is, Regis. I'm picturing Johnny, uh, Jackie Gleason with the. Away <laughs> here we, we go. go up the side of the mountain. But we get we get them oh, like John's leaps and bounds over logs, and they finally they start going up the side of this mountain, and they're tracking, and it's like it's over precipice? there. <laughs> yeah, that pre- was, it, was it a precipice? But they were like, the thing is, because they were they had it they tracking, have the track, and they're like, it's going straight up that side of the mountain and it's over moving, there, actively moving. And so John almost passes out from dehydration, but eventually it stops moving, and they come up to it, and there's a gigantic pile, pile of, of poop, poop <laughs> and the, the 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 sensors in it they recover it and this is where it gets really interesting because what we find out is is pretty amazing eventually but so and they, they get back and they stress the they stress this couldn't have been because of where the hill about couldn't have been a bear couldn't have been a deer we would have seen it where we were it was something that could stay hidden i mean they go right. through all this stuff when they're talking about this tracker going up the front of this mountain okay so it, it takes a little while before we get back to the tracker but john's got to talk some more shit about people first <laughs> i don't need the entourage ben and his group of friends and 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 I can, quite frankly, I can do without you because I don't need, I don't need publicity. You know, I'll go out and find it. And, and I'm not doing publicity. I'm just covering your story. I know you're covering my story, but sometimes it's just annoying. I mean, look at us standing here in this bog. Wouldn't you be standing here if I wasn't? What? Probably I not. No, probably not. I would have gone the other way. I would have seen. Why would you have gone the other way if I wasn't here? I don't well, because look, the water here. Now we're standing here. I would have gone that way. What does me being here have anything to do with the route you would go? Makes no sense. Well, because I thought this this trail was open, and you wanted to come down here with me, and I said I wanted to go and look at this other site over here. Then we hear the nonsense about the photos he took on the camera that doesn't work okay. anymore. Let's just do these back to back. This, how dare you talk just, shit, just John? Play, You're play even it. worse. Just play it. Play it. Okay. Right. It still says lens cover error. Well, you have to push. Look, look. Let me. John, what does the lens cover error have to do with? I don't know. Photos? I don't. I'm not technical, but this, when you hold it up, somehow you push the lens cap. You just got the lens cap off. No, but you have to push it up, even though it's hidden. If you push, push it further into the into its recess, into the, you can figure it out. I'm going to keep eating. It doesn't seem to have any stored pictures. It, like, hmm? lets me take pictures, but it doesn't seem to have any stored pictures. I was, I was <laughs> screaming. I was screaming at the TV. This is what you... It's infuriating. Your entire life, your entire life is based around trying to prove that something exists that no one has any proof on, and you, one, don't charge your camera, have a charger, have a backup charger, have a cord. Oh, yes. And you don't know how to operate like, the goddamn thing. It's like in the back of his mind, he doesn't want to have that and, kind and of And he proof. said, well, I've had it for ages. Yeah. Well, then you should fucking know how to operate the And he gives God- it to Sarah, and Sarah's like, it's taking pictures, but there are no there's stored nothing, there's photos. There's nothing stored. Fo- there's no... And then it, it's defective. It's bro... It, 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 I took pictures. There's pictures. There's pictures. Mm. And then he actually kind of like, you can see. This is where he's starting to, you're you're getting those little bits of those cracks in his veneer where he's starting to, Uh, like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. This bit about when he reminisces about his wife, it's kind of poignant. I sometimes feel guilty that maybe if she married somebody else, she'd still be alive, you know. I've been having these recurring dreams that I wake up. She says, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. You 
you'll go on without me. You're strong. You'll bounce back. You are who you are. Don't ever change that. And she's lying in the bed there. She can hardly get up. You wouldn't even know who she was. You, you just wouldn't. You, you'd think she was a stranger. The only thing you could recognize if you knew her well enough was her smile and her cheerful attitude. That, even in death, that's never... They can't take that away from her. It's a terrible situation. And I'm, I don't have the control. I don't have any control over it. And that's when I really felt, I was like, God, this guy is really suffering. He well, is, he's suffering. He's trying to, you know, his, the focus, in my opinion, uh, Dr. Jack here, in my opinion, the focus of his, of all of his depression and his problems started with the death of his wife. Yeah. So even though he's out on the mountainside trying to find Bigfoot, it's in his head. He's metabolizing his grief this that is, way. This is processing. I, if I can find Bigfoot, it'll it'll make up for it. It'll it'll cut. Yeah. It'll 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 make me worthwhile. It will give me value. Oh, because uh, his one friend, I think it was Ben. No, Sarah said he feels like a bit of a failure. Right. And so he's trying to validate all of this. So they have sent the sample of the feces because they took it to their biologist friend who told him it was horse hair. Right. The guy we, we trusted. The, the right. guy before. And he smells the poop, and he's like. Well, this is very nitrogenous, and he's like, this is not, typically, if this was from a, a deer or an herbivore, it would not smell like this. This is something that eats Which a lot of meat. just amazing to so, me. So he, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, it's they can tell by smelling it? That the guy's looking at the poop. He's looking at the poop, uh -huh. and he's going, well, and he's giving a scientific explanation of the type of poop it is, which was Really impressive. You're in the guy's living room, uh -huh. and he's just kind of like, well. I remember. Uh, do you remember the movie The Last Emperor? Yeah. And at one point when he's a oh, baby, the and they, baby. And they, and they the, the, yeah. the, the, the eunuchs smell his poop, yeah. and he's like, more tofu. <laughs> oh, everybody loves poop. <laughs> so the biologist that they're going to send it to works for Fish and Wildlife up in Fairbanks, Alaska. And originally, he didn't want to analyze the sample when he found out that Ben and John were Bigfoot hunters. He eventually changes his mind, but it takes almost a year. So you're just saying this, that you've never seen this before? That is correct. Not, in our, not in our combined years of research, no. Yes. They're not willing to actually say out loud that this could be the primate. They're not willing. And I understand why, because in your community, you can be ridiculed. All we've got to this point is that it was human feces, a hominid feces. There is no human could have made that. It was a pile about this big. It was unique in its transfer RNA and unlike anything that we've identified to this point. That does not allow me to make the step that there's a Sasquatch. So to me, this is the aha moment. Really? They're like, I don't think any, I'm like, these right. people are underreacting. They're like, this is, oh, this is from a, a primate. <laughs> it's, it's human, but it's not, we can't identify because, it. So it came out of something. It was not. Because, 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 because. The whole reason these two biologists, scientist people are not saying anything, and John even says it. It's 
it will ruin their careers. If, if they won't be taken seriously so, if they can't prove it, but they're correct. like, that's not so, what we're saying. But we're saying it's definitely something, right? And so, it's, it's human DNA. So both both the biologists, both both of the scientist people are saying it is this, it is this, it is this. I was it blown is away. This. Did this not blow you away? I I, I did. And then, but then neither John, one. But then they both look have glazed look in their eyes, like, like well, I'm not, not saying we're anything not else. To it. Then we get, then the filmmaker says to John and Ben out on the porch, he's like, what I heard in there was very confusing. And then Ben is like, yeah, that it's a lost tribe. Like maybe the, down in Brazil, it's a lost and tribe. Like, but oh, that's another hypothesis. And then John's like, no, I saw the primate. It's not human. I'm like, you guys, no, 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 no. <laughs> the important thing is that was human DNA in that poop and they can't identify it. Maybe Bigfoot's closer to the human than we realize. You know what I mean? This I, I would have shot it from the rooftop. This is the closest evidence that they've gotten. Literally, this is the literally, this is the closest evidence they've gotten, and everybody's kind of like, "I'm not going to say it. Are you yeah. going to say, say it? I'm not going to say it. You so, say it. I'm not going to say it." Uh, we now get John meeting up with his son and daughter, who he hasn't seen in three years at the local bar, right? And uh, Ben's band is playing, and they play that shitty song, uh, <laughs> "Troubled Child," "Nature's Troubled Child." <laughs> and I'd also like to. Recognize somebody to see. It's an old friend of mine I've known for many years. He rarely comes in from from the out of the woods, but he's here tonight, and we're happy to have him. And we'd like to dedicate this next song to him. John Green, I give you Mother Nature's Troubled Child. They call you Mother Nature's Troubled Child. Um, we learn that his daughter, Anita, is, um, she, she, we have a nice little bit of audio from her. And then we learn at the end of the, the video that she died, uh, just a few months after this reunion. She died in 2020. The and, film was released in 2021. Right. This was filmed in April of 2019. This, this, right. No, no, this segment was filmed in April of 2020. She died not too many months later. Did she? Yeah. Okay, I got that. And I'm not wondering, I'm wondering if one of the reasons John was motivated to see them again is that Excuse she wasn't me. well. Because, because let me tell you what, I worked hard and heavy on my research. I could not find an obituary for yeah. this woman. I tried every, I tried his last name. I tried the last names given. I tried the last name of the mother of the last name. Of the, I could not find this woman's obituary. And you can find obituaries really easy now. Yeah. I could not I find too. this woman's Couldn't, obituary. I don't know. So the film There's was There's a lot of misnames. Like her names, it's like she's Sarah she had three Anita or four Green. Names. Yeah. She's listed as Hood in the one and then. Pew. If somebody ever listens to this, you can figure it out for us. Yeah. Email us. So it's not that I doubt it. It's just I would. I thought for sure it would be really easy because I found her mother's obituary. Yeah. And so very frustrating. Very frustrating. You were a little obsessed with it because it was like this should. You're be normally easy. really good at it. Yeah. This should. Ouch. This should be easy. <laughs> <laughs> this should be. It's like I know I can go upstairs and on oh, my tablet. You don't have to get on a computer. You can get on a tablet, and there are. It's not it's necessarily a database databases everywhere, but like the, a lot of the a lot of funeral homes are linked so that the obituaries can obituaries be found are, very um, easily. And then there's the genealogy after. thing. Yeah. So it should not have been difficult for me to find. But it. we I couldn't could find, it. find it. We get this one little bit of audio from her. To see him again was a chance to hug him again, to touch him again and tell him how much I loved him and how much I missed him. We can give him the space to be 
whomever it is that he wants to be so long as he's happy. And that's sweet. You know, yeah. she was like, we, we can let him be who he needs to be. Um, we're just glad to have him back. And it was a very touching reunion. The scat that Ben and John found stirred up a lot of interest in the broader scientific community. But COVID came barreling down right. the turnpike so, to put the kibosh so on this. Imagine this guy. This is so horrible. This is so horrible. Here <laughs> they finally get it. They right? finally get it. And then they COVID's like, nope. And there's interest. <laughs> Scientific there's community. Actual interest. Like real legitimate scientists Scientific. are like, they what finally did you get find? it. And then COVID is here. Find? And the final scene of the movie. Is John Heading walking off back into out the into sunset, it. and it says right across the screen, there was lots of interest, blah, 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 COVID prevented the people from blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you know John must have been, like, one to throw himself off of me. Uh, yeah, he's, but he's still <laughs> back out there. I don't know if uh, they've been able to come circle back on that, but I, I thought that that DNA evidence was super compelling. I For once, too. they've got something, but John it is still out there. It was at least something to work with. Some, it, not proof, but like, okay, well, we have this. Yes. We and have we this. And it's DNA, and it's human. May, of course, uh, yeah, I wish problem, they would have said primate. Right, would have made right, John right. really that happy. Made John happy. Because <laughs> as we've discovered in the past, and good company in the car, when you have a DNA sample, you have to compare it to something known, a match, Yet a, it, a right. known match. So there's so, Yeti hairs. They're so, like, well, it's not. Right, well, it's not this. It's not that. We but, don't know. Uh, you know. So, so the the DNA that came back on this poop sample came back with all these RNA he, that they couldn't identify. Human, it, and it had a lot of RNA, uh, a lot of human. So like, it's not Norwegian. What's, what's not the word? Not checkpoints. Um, Allele? Markers, 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 alleles. Yeah, uh, yeah. It had all these markers, so they're saying, "Well, whatever it is, it's got these human markers in it." It might or not, but they, they couldn't place any human they population. They're right. like, of all the known human populations, we can't identify this one. That's mind blowing to me. So, of all of the of all of the Bigfoot things we've watched, I've watched. I'm not going to pull Kevin into this. He can agree with me later. Of all the Bigfoot things that I've watched. Other than the other than that film that they said was a fake with the Bigfoot yeah. walking across the thing and he turned, this is the most captivating, realistic, compelling. compelling thank you, You're welcome. perfect word. La this is the La most compelling evidence that's ever. ever been given. It's it's DNA that they can't identify. Uh, yeah, it's and it's, it's great. got all these markers. And I'm actually like, of all the Bigfoot shows we've watched, of all, this is the first one that's got any kind of like. I couldn't this agree is with you more. Proof. I thought those guys super <laughs> underreacted. I would be like, shouted from the rooftops. I would like to think that John could probably afford a slightly better tent after this. He's got to be getting some uh, revenue well, no, from this, no, don't you No, no, towards the end of it. Remember, towards the end of it, the tent had a rip in it. Uh -huh. so, like, well, this was before it went out. Now, I'm saying now that the movie is out and it's on Amazon and it's on well, Roku. You get paid. You think he might get no, a little revenue get, from that? People might be a little more gener generous to it. Maybe a GoFundMe? Maybe a GoFundMe. But he, did, he didn't make any money out of it. Yeah. This. Nobody. The only person that would have made any money would be the filmmaker, and I don't think he made any. That money was yeah. It was and that was several years of his right. life to do that. I do know that uh, I, I, in some of the research, I saw a picture of him. He was all scrubbed. He had on a nice flannel shirt. He was with glasses. He was in like an oak and library, and uh -huh. he was meeting with people at some of the screenings of the. Well, movie. maybe he's being taken seriously yeah. finally. Yeah, and of course that's to me what I'm thinking of is. Nothing is worse than when you when you're like this is the answer. Or, this is the this is it and no one will either believe you or that is a huge thing for me. Yeah. No, this is what it is. 
Well, this is what it is. So here's this guy's been fighting for this for all these so years. Long. Yeah. And he's been ridiculed. You know, he's, he's like people crossing the street to get away from acceptance. him. And, you know, and he's been openly mocked. And, and, uh, and he, has he those knows moments. it. And he, he's like, I know. He says, I, I, know. When, I when I prove the existence of it, it's not going to be for the fame you or the charge money. Charge your fucking camera. <laughs> But John, yeah, John Bayek has, I, you know what? I'm going to send him a goddamn camera. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the story of John Green and hunting Bigfoot. It is, and, um, it is, God it bless is very, him. It's, 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 it's an interesting watch. It's an interesting watch. I don't it's, know if this is as much about finding Bigfoot oh, as it is John's journey. It is human interest. It is not about, this, this finding Bigfoot documentary is not about Bigfoot at yeah. all. It's all about human. The passion the, of these the, people the, gets these gold. People, their Bigfoot lives, fever. their families. It is, it is a little slow. Yeah, it is. But but, not, but it's worth but the watch. But I found it very interesting. I I watched the whole thing. I well, I've watched it several times, yeah. but I could yep. watch it and and I would I would say, "Now listen, you yeah. know." No, and it did the, the one guy who said I was 50/50, he's like with this DNA RNA evidence, I was a little on the fence. He's like, "I'm more 80/20 now." I'm thinking it's likely that there is something out there. <laughs> and I just, I was really glad that after all of this, all that John got something. You I know? just want some proof. That's and all I, I want is some proof. And I think, me too. And I think John's doing better. And, I hope so. Because um, I'm rooting for him. I'm, I'm actually for him rooting too. for him. <laughs> He's a big goofball, but I'm rooting for him. I want him to win. So give it a watch, people. And thank you for listening and yes. going down this journey with us. And or a warming. Or a She's in love with me, can't help it, no can't help it.